Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. He led the Pulaski Academy Bruins to nine state championships in his time there. Bill Belichick described him as probably the best high school coach in the country. His unique strategies garnered attention nationwide. The Zone welcomes Kevin Kelly into the show. Brought to you by Bowen Hefley Orthopedics. The best surgeons, the best treatment, all focused on you. Well, if you don't recognize this music, uh, it's from The Godfather. And we do have a gangster story. I mean, this is like life imitating art. It'll be part of our What the Hell segment later in the show today. One last thing here, Coach. Welcome, by the way. Good to see you. Thank you. Uh, I saw a headline just a moment ago on ESPN that made me think I was seeing into the future. Buffalo Bills and tight end Knox reach agreement on four-year extension. I hope that we're talking about that in a couple of years as well. We're talking not about uh, Trey Knox, but Dawson Knox. $53.6 million, $31 million guaranteed. Not bad work if you can get it. you see Trey Knox as an NFL tight end? I, I quite possibly do. I think the best thing that happened to him was moving him from receiver to tight end because a, a, med- a medium-speed receiver is a really fast tight end, a medium-athletic receiver is a really athletic tight end i think he showed great things the other day too what about did you get a chance to, to sort of grade his blocking yeah you know i, I that's obviously not going to be a strong point but uh he's just not used to it it takes some time he'll he'll need another year or two to build some more strength and a little bit of a little bit of bulk the way they want him to but i thought i thought it was as good as you could hope for the first game did the henry's start out as receivers for you or were they tight ends right out of the gate we, they all were t- they all were receivers for me none of more tight ends we never put their hand on the ground or anything i mean so you know that just shows me if a kid if a kid wants to, he can go be coached into being that if he's got the size and strength to do it. And they both did it obviously effectively. And now Hunter's doing it half the game. He's got his hand on the ground. He's blocking big defensive ends. So you know Trey Knox will be able to do the same thing, and I think he'll be able to get better. I he's the he's right now he's my favorite one to improve the most. And I know we've got a lot of players we're looking at, but that guy I think by the end of the year, I mean I think you're looking at Mackey Award really type stuff possibly. Wow. It, you know, depends on how his numbers go and how they use him and those kind of things. You don't you don't have a tight end, do you? Or you didn't have one. No, at PA. no, never never had one. Like John Mark Charette, he had a big game last week. He yeah. is he a project as a tight end in college? Yeah, yeah, he definitely does. Just like Hunter, you know. And and I think the beauty of it is nowadays, if you've got coaches that can see and look. And, and see the bigger picture. They look and go, okay, the hardest thing for a do it, to do isn't teach a kid how to block you know, at the end of a line. It's to teach them to work in open space in the passing game because that's what, that's what the world is now in the, in the game of football. And when you're in an offense like PAs now and PAs when I was there, they're working every single day in space, and there's no doubt in my mind they're catching more balls year-round than anybody at any level mm-hmm. on any team. And, and and that's experience you can't get in college because you have so many different things you have to work on. KJ's numbers weren't bad from a completion standpoint, but maybe his two easiest throws were two he didn't convert on. He threw them kind of quick and rushed them, it looked like, and threw them at the feet of his receiver just out of their reach. Uh, how about the overall performance? How would you rate his, his uh, performance in Game 1? You know, I, I give them – overall, I gave the team an A and, and something else I'm doing. And, and uh, Because of, for where I thought they should be game one, mm-hmm. I was real worried about, about Cincinnati because I know they're super well coached and, and uh, just, I just like the scheme that they were able to do. And I thought Arkansas would struggle early, wondering what receivers to throw it to. And, and I wonder about KJ. Uh, I thought he looked good and like everybody did. He was a little lighter. I thought he looked a little faster. I hope they don't run him as much as he did because he got beat up. 
And the SEC, I mean, it's not going to slow down any when you get in with those guys hitting you. I mean, and and we obviously need him, you know. And I think he's still doing KJ things, and what that means is he looks, he looks for his read, and if it's not there, he's going to tuck it and make you pay on the ground, and he can do that. Throwing the football, he's got to get a little more accurate. And, and I think you're right. He rushed things a little bit. I looked his feet work. Now, his footwork, it's going to be difficult because he runs so much. And when you're looking to run – Sometimes you'll you'll think, okay, it's not there, and you'll start your foot, and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, it is there, and you stop, and you don't retrace and put that foot where it needs to be, the lead foot throwing the football. I think that's what's causing some of his misses. I mean, I thought he had a wide-open post route for a touchdown. He threw it about two yards behind the guy. You just can't do that. Hopefully, as he moves along, he'll get a little bit better at that, but I think that's the number one thing he's got to do because if he ever becomes really accurate throwing the football – and it's all feet. It's not arm motion or anything like that. He's going to be really good. With a new collection of receivers, obviously you get practice. You get scrimmage time. Does it take some time in, at game speed, do you think, to, to make that connection and kind of get on the same page with those guys? You know, it doesn't take as much as everybody thinks it does in game speed. I mean, you know, you would hope you could get them to go, guys, in practice, could you run full speed so I can see what you're going to look like? Because <laughs> they're not going to be that much faster in game speed if they're really trying. The problem is sometimes you can't get receivers to go really hard in practice, you know. The little diva, prima donna stuff, you know, and <laughs> and that kind of stuff. But overall, overall, I don't think that's the problem. I I think that he he knew what that was going to be. I still think it's the fact that he's just quite indecisive on how long do I stay here before I take off running. Mm-hmm. You know, how long do I give it? And then he's just going to have to understand, take that extra split second to get your feet right. And overall, that's going to be better for you than throwing off balance. When you jacked up for the first game, could that be a reason why the, the, the feet were maybe you know thinking too much? I don't think Do you so. Think he settles down basically. Is my question. I, you know, it's a little bit of foot mechanics. Early in the game, yeah, everybody's jacked up, and there is some of that. But by the time you get in the middle of the second quarter, that is so gone. I mean, the 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 first game jitters, all that that that's gone. You don't continue that the whole game. Now you're back in your comfort zone of, or you better be in some sort of a comfort mm-hmm. zone. Or you're really going to struggle. What did you see from? Arkansas's defensive backfield that allowed the receivers from Cincinnati to run loose, and fortunately the connection was not made in most cases. Well, number one, they've got a guy that, you know, Cincinnati's kid is an absolute freak show speed guy, mm-hmm. and he's going to run past people everywhere. And their quarterback, we got a little bit lucky, their quarterback just missed, you know. Um, I thought that uh, in the second half, you know, that, that last drive where they scored the long post for a touchdown and they had the one down the sideline, I thought they found somebody to pick on a little bit, and... and you know, and and their receiver's pretty good, but but you know that kid from Ashdown that they had out there, he's a heck of a player and a heck of an athlete. But their receiver did run right past him a couple times. It was just slow footwork. It wasn't an athleticism. I, I think he can cover that guy. But as soon as they picked on him that first time, they were going to come right back a couple plays later because cornerback. You know, everybody talks about quarterback, but corner on defense. You know, you get beat once, it's a mind game because nobody sees if you miss a tackle on an interior run as a linebacker or a D lineman mm-hmm. if you get blocked. But everybody knew on that play he got beat, and that's in your head a little bit. And then, boom, they're going to come right back at you when you're hesitating and you're thinking and you're not just reacting, and they beat him again. But, you know, that's something to watch for. Do we improve over there? Now, at the time, we had already lost Catalan, I think. Yep, and we had lost uh, Miles, the other guy. Yeah, and uh, you know, so maybe our coaches aren't thinking, "Hey, we need to put somebody over the top and help him." We've got enough trouble right here in the interior. So, you know, I don't know what the thinking was right there, but that's something to watch in the future. We've got to nail down that right corner spot, and 
And I thought that was, you know, that could have gave us a could have gave us a little trouble. Over on the other cornerback slot, you got Nudie McGlothern from LSU, and he jumped a route early in the game. Big interception led to Arkansas's first touchdown. As a coach, when you have a corner that's gambling and uh, jumping routes, do you go pick on him and, and throw a double move? Like, I mean, that's what looked like Cincinnati did a couple times after that. Yeah, you know, for sure you do, and even if it's not complete, it at least slows him down on jumping the routes. So, you know, we as I was looking through. And trying to find a number I heard was pretty cool. I guess, counting this year in the last three years, Arkansas has more interceptions than anybody in the SEC uh, next to Alabama. Hmm. And I, I thought, wow. Well, what that tells me is under Sam Pittman and under uh, Coach Odom, the guys are encouraged not only to do that, but play loose and take a chance if you're pretty sure you're gonna you've got that opportunity. A lot of coaches don't. It's just don't get beat, don't be don't get beat. And then if you get a pick, you get a pick. You know, that pick quite possibly changed the entire complexion of the football game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It ended up being a seven point game with Cincinnati having multiple chances to go down and, and we would have played differently too, I'm sure. But uh, that pick was humongous mm-hmm. because our defense got a little confidence. Their offense was, you know, probably like, God, we did a good job driving down first drive. And and uh, so I hope they continue to do that. If you get beat by a double move, I promise you a pick's just as good or better. You know, look at a quarterback. If he has, you know, four touchdowns and two interceptions, that's not a good game. So interceptions and touchdowns are not equal. Interceptions are worth more. You hear that, Spencer Rattler? Better uh, get it together. Uh, coach on the interception. It was a huge play because I think on that drive, I think it was third and it might have been eight plus on every one of them and they converted them. And then they came back and Nudie picked it off and got us headed in the right direction. I think we went down and scored, I think, uh, right after that. And and uh, so that was big because they had, they were converting third downs on us. And we got a lot of work to do, but that was a big play. I wanted to ask you, too, about uh, the run game. We didn't talk a lot about that, and people don't always think about run game when they're related to you. But that last drive especially, what was what was your best um, approach, I guess, or strategy for salting away like a five-minute you know, clock at the end? You know, I, I think that they're going to, all year long, they're going to have to use uh, Jefferson in that run game. I mean, as that is an option, man, the way they run their run scheme, and, and, and they did a great job, I thought, mixing that up with some jet sweeps and some outside zone, some inside zone, and, and giving him some true read plays. But as long as he's healthy and he's a little quicker – Man, if you want to run something the other way and give KJ the chance, the option to pull it out, that defensive end or an outside linebacker there. Now, what that means is the reason people run zone is because you literally usually can leave the defensive end and you have an extra man on the rest of the play. And so you've got a man up, so to speak, Mm -hmm. or at least a man on a man and nobody free in the box. And uh, as long as Jefferson can do what he does and as long as at the end of the game they continue to use him – that makes it where Arkansas does have that even number or an added number on the offensive line side of the ball. And our offensive line, I thought, was really good for the most part. I thought they did a great job. A shout-out to Luke Jones, my kid that played for me. I thought they were outstanding. And, and I think as long as that offensive line's healthy and KJ's healthy, it's going to be a little easier for us to run clock and make first downs. Talking to Kevin Kelly here in the Oakland Racing Casino Resort Studio. It's brought to you by Bowen Hefley Orthopedics. Let's get Jimmy and rolling here. He's got a question for Coach. Jimmy, go ahead. Hey, hey guys. Hey, Coach. Uh, yeah, coming out of you know out of school with you, Hunter had. Uh, I mean Hudson. Uh, you know he had some accolades. I thought we'd be seeing more of him right now. Do you know if he's healthy and can you speak on that? I hang up. Listen. Thanks. 
you know, I, I had lunch with him uh, uh, just not not too long ago, and and what happened was, I guess he had gotten hurt in preseason last year, and uh, he was supposed to be a big part of the offense, and uh, then you know, as you know, when when other guys are practicing and you're not, you can see highlights and other guys, and the other guys moved. You know, even with them and even ahead of them, and he really never got a big chance to show what he could do. And they didn't use him a ton in the passing game. They didn't use any of the tight ends a ton in the passing game last year. Mm-hmm. And that's where his forte is going to be. I mean, you know, I like I said earlier, I think you can teach a lot of guys to block and do the job if they just have the want to and the desire and the physicality, which he does have that. But uh, in the passing game, that's where I thought he was really going to shine, but he never really got a chance to show that. Then all of a sudden. You know, we get too many receivers, and Trey Knox moves to tight end, and everybody wanted to see him. And I'm talking coaching staff. Everybody wanted to see what he could do. And uh, and I think you saw that, and I think that makes it tough for, for Hudson to get his turn. I, I hope they use uh, multiple tight ends a lot this year. I think it creates all kinds of mismatch problems, and I hope he gets his chance because if he does in the passing game, coming out of high school at that same point, and, and forgive me, Henry family, if, if, you're taking, if we're taking sides here, I thought Hudson was better in the passing game than Hunter was when he came out of high school. So, uh, you know, he's got a lot to offer. Uh, but he's a great kid. He didn't care. You know, that's the beauty of Hudson Henry. He's the most selfless player I've ever coached, probably. He just wants to win, so he's just glad they're winning. Did they run a lot of two tight ends Saturday? I didn't notice it much. No, I I, I didn't think they did. I think uh, – uh, and, and I don't think they necessarily wanted to, but if they go back and look at the film, uh, I think they might want to do that a little bit more. That's an extra hat in the blocking game, so to speak, as, as, as coaches call it. And uh, bring it in either a D, uh, you know, you'll you'll walk down the nickel to compensate for that if you want to play a nickel. But if they do that, and they can always spread Knox out a lot because he's used to being out there, and so is Hudson. If they decide to do that, I think that creates a real problem for the defense. Are you going to keep your nickel in? Are you going to take him out, put a linebacker in if he's attached? And that's a that's a little bit of a of a of a game you can play with the mm-hmm. other team, and then you can just do opposite. They keep the nickel in. You want to run right at them if they if they. Uh, take the nickel out and put an outside linebacker, and now you throw out of it. I thought Cincinnati did a great job with like a, a little robber or a spy that was that backside safety. And anytime KJ kind of kept it, and you saw that on the bootleg sack. I mean, and he made a a beeline to him time after time after time. That that was his guy. You could what do you, what would could Arkansas do knowing they got that safety just on him? to maybe force him out of that look or take advantage of that? You, the first thing you have to do is be able to throw the football. And, and I mean, do play action and do play action where it looks like KJ – and give KJ run pass option on some of that play action stuff. I would have bootlegged him out and see how the guy reacted. But what we did with that guy in the passing game was completely ignore him. And everybody in America, when I was doing coaching clinics, would say, that's the dumbest thing ever. And I showed them our three highest yardage games in the history of – what we ever had, we had 1,015 against somebody. We had two 900-yard offensive games, and one of those, one of those was against Little our, Rock Christian. Yeah, yeah. So, so, and they did that. But if you ignore that guy, he's often assigned to a run game guy or a quarterback or a whatever. And all you've got to do is make it look like that guy might be holding the ball or, or running with the ball. He takes himself out of the play, and that's one extra human being you don't have to deal with on defense. Coach, let's flip over and talk a little bit about South Carolina before we uh, have to let you go, or you can hang out if you want to. We've got Richard coming up in a little bit. We've got Pat Bradley after the break. Uh, we were looking at Rattler, and I think the perception maybe isn't necessarily accurate, but you look at his numbers pre- previous to this year. He did throw a couple picks the other day and a touchdown, 227 yards, 62%. Not nearly what he's been in the past. At Oklahoma, obviously got beat out, but he was 75%, almost 1,500 yards, and 11 touchdowns against five picks. The previous year, 28 against seven. 
What what do you think Arkansas needs to do to disrupt him? Because certainly he can hit some of the passes that were not completed the other day. And maybe he doesn't have four two nine guys running around either. But well, and it's a different offense too. You yeah. know, I mean, uh, Oklahoma's offense was always quarterback centered, and 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 if you understood it, you were going to have a, and, and could play a little bit. You were going to do pretty well. And I think he showed that there. Um, I, I think their offense is predicated on. On he's going to have to do well. Nobody really ran the ball that well for him individually. They spread it out a little bit, but nobody really ran it well. And it was against a Georgia State team. And I think they're probably, if they look at that game, maybe give them one more game, they're going to look and be like, okay, we're a defensive team. Now we're going to have to run the ball a little bit more and play clock and keep it away from them and, and, and trust our defense out there. Uh, and that's what I thought. I, I think he's fully capable of doing that, but unless they change and give him more of a role, you're not going to see big numbers out of the guy. And uh, I thought the time for them to do that was last week against Georgia State. You know you're going to win the game. I mean, they probably knew they were going to win the game. Now it's time to show off our quarterback and let's see what he can do in a game situation, not against our own guys when they don't know what's coming. They did thrive on special teams the other day, and Arkansas had their moments of no. Hmm. Um, obviously, that'll be an area of focus this week as to pump, pump protection, I would think, at minimum. Yeah, yeah, I mean, definitely so. If you look at what, what South Carolina was able to do last week, it's an important part of the game. It's not a third of the game, like everybody says. But, man, when you get a big play or two like they did, it can certainly be a big part of the game. Um, Arkansas is probably, you know, what they've got to watch for is punters get so comfortable back there. They tend to hold the ball for a second. It's almost like they're saying, this is my turn on the field. <laughs> I'm going to keep it for one extra second. But that one extra second, I bet they, they get out of Arkansas punter this year this week because you just show them on film. You go, hey, look, these guys are coming after you. you know. And so I, I think it's going to be – I think this is going to be a low-scoring game, a very low-scoring game. I think defense is going to get a chance on our side to shine. I don't think they're great at offense. And I think that's good. I think we need some confidence with an SEC-type win going into the, going into conference play. I know we, we've got another game or two before we'd have to worry about that. But, but uh, I think... Even with Slusher and Catalan out, you're not worried. You still nah, like Arkansas can have their way. I'm thankful we're playing South Carolina. Now, at the same time, maybe South Carolina opens it up because they see you know, that, that there's some vulnerability on the defense. But but uh, I don't think that's what they want to do after watching that Georgia State game. We saw Arkansas a lot last year, uh, rush three, drop eight. With the injury situation, you think that would be a good idea, play more zone this week? You know, I, I think that would be have to, have to be an in-game adjustment. I, I wouldn't want to drop eight against South Carolina as is right now because I think they're going to line up and still try to power over you if they can. Okay. The defensive line is still our biggest question mark. No, I mean, you know, we won, but don't get me wrong, they didn't put a lot of pressure, you know, without Odom blitzing some. And uh, and, and I think that's I, I think that's something that we've got to worry about. You know, drop eight, I mean, we may even have ten seconds back there at times, you know, and because you got five guys blocking three and our guys are inexperienced guys and they haven't shown the ability to get that pass rush. You know, we did have some good, you know, instances, but overall, you know, we had to bring pressure to be able to get any get any blitz on and I mean to get any pressure on the quarterback. So if I'm them, I don't start off doing that unless all of a sudden Spencer Rattler looks like the Oklahoma Spencer Rattler, which probably isn't gonna be because of the offense then I don't do that. I, I line up, I play my defense, it worked last week, let's not go. All, and, and I'm not saying don't morph your defense, because Odom's the best at that, in my opinion. You know, he'll drop eight one week and bring six the next week. Uh, but I think if anybody can figure it out in-game, he's going to be able to. But I'd start off with my normal defense, and then let's go from there. Coach, uh, hang out if you can. Pat Bradley's coming up after the break. If you got to go, you got to go. But uh, I'd rather talk to you with Pat than uh, just talk to Pat without you. So. It's the nicest thing you've ever said to me. Y- yeah. Well, I mean, every week I'm going to say something nice to you.